97.3 Accra The Auto Show <laughs> There's 97.3 CTFM, and once again, you are welcome to the Total Auto Show. And as I always say, motoring education for trouble-free motoring experience. I'm your host, Eddie Poku. The Auto Show is brought to you by Total, Total Quartz 9000 Future. Join the Total Quartz Nation movement today. Do you question why it's mandatory to insure your car? Have you ever filed an insurance claim before? Have you had your claim denied? What other benefits are there when I insure my car? When we return, we are going to get answers to these questions and more. check this. The sound of this engine, music to my ears. I tell you. <laughs> but you check your engine oil. Ah, I always they tell you at the check. I've told you I only use Total Quartz engine oils. With its age-resistant technology, it keeps your engine younger for longer. Sit down. Let me tell you more. Total Quartz has introduced a new one, Seth. I remember Quartz 9000 Future Zero W20. Right? Thank you. It's made mainly for the latest generation engines. Oh, Quartz Future Zero W20. It ensure excellent engine protection and cleanliness, whilst reducing your fuel consumption. So it is save money. The Quartz Nation movement to Mr. Money, Logozon, and Bobo Nyele, all ten Quartz ambassadors now. You did there. What? Massa, straight to the nearest Total Filling Station. <laughs> Total Quartz, keep your engine younger for longer. Yeah, Total Quartz, keep your engine younger for longer. You're welcome back. And I just want to urge you to send your questions ahead via our WhatsApp line 054-9986-996. Okay, so today... The studio is packed with great guys from the insurance fraternity. I have in the studio Mr. Alexander Osemensa, who is the general manager of operations from Hollard Insurance. I have a nice, beautiful lady, Avril Benederi, who is a corporate comms specialist, joining us from Hollard. And we have Mr. Michael Labby, he's a senior manager, Quality Assurance Enterprise Insurance Company Limited. They are here and are poised to educate us about auto insurance. Gentlemen and ladies, you are welcome to City 97.3 FM. Thank you Thank very you, much. Bro. Great. Today we are talking about insurance, auto insurance specifically. But before we jump into the auto industry, can you just give us um, just a, a, a summary 
of insurance. Earlier, I was chatting with Alex and we we're saying that a lot of people hear insurance, they pay their insurance just because they have to, but they have no idea what they're getting themselves into. So, in, in brief, um, Mr. Labi, can you educate us on what? All right. So, uh, insurance is a contract mm-hmm. uh, in which one party, the insurance company, guarantees to pay for a specified loss upon the occurrence of some designated hazards. Okay. And in exchange for that, or in return for that, they collect premium. Or the other party who is being guaranteed uh, pays premium to the insurance company. Okay, okay. And normally, there are two main types of insurance. You have the life insurance, and then you have the non-life insurance, which we also call general business. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So when we talk about life, which one are we referring to? Um, life has to do with insurance policies for where we do funeral policies, mm-hmm. child education, okay. uh, insurance also for uh, unemployment. And okay, so, on so, and so they forth. are basically about the welfare of an individual. Yes. Great, 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 great. All right, auto insurance. Alex, Yes. auto okay. insurance. So auto insurance, just like Mikey explained, that then becomes a sub-sector mm-hmm. for insurance. So oh, okay. Let me say motor insurance mm-hmm. or car insurance yes. so that we are on the same page. page. So that is, um, um, it's also a contract mm-hmm. or it's a commercial arrangement where an entity, in this case, the insurance company, mm-hmm. bring together a number of people who face the same risk mm-hmm. or have the same exposure. In this instance, either car owners or people who have interest in the vehicle mm-hmm. or if you like, even drivers. Okay. So that um, they are put together under a common pool. Mm-hmm into which each person makes regular contributions, most often on annual basis. Mm-hmm. And that's why we call the insurance premium. Okay. And then when certain specified events happen, let's say collision, let's say flood, let's say there is a knockdown of pedestrian, or there is a, an injury to a passenger in the vehicle, mm-hmm. out of that pool, some funds are pulled to okay. compensate whoever or to fix the car, depending on what kind of auto insurance that you have. Okay. So this auto insurance, who needs this auto insurance? Yes, Michael. Okay. So for uh, anybody or everybody who owns a vehicle or who has a financial interest in the vehicle, Mm -hmm. it is uh, by regulation, by law, it is compulsory that you insure your vehicle. It's not a decision you decide whether to do or not. It is required by law that once you have a vehicle, you insure it. Oh, okay. All right. What are some of the things one will need in in order to acquire um, insurance cover for a vehicle? Okay, so so basically, insurance insures um, if you like the person mm-hmm. and insures the property as well. Okay. So most of what insurance companies will require is details of the person who needs the insurance mm-hmm. because you want to establish that it's the right person who is taking the insurance. Michael mentioned that. Either you own the vehicle or you have a financial interest in it. Mm-hmm. In other words, the, the existence of the vehicle must benefit you in a way. Okay. And the, the, if you like, the damage or the loss of the vehicle must also affect you mm-hmm. financially. So you want to know who is taking up the insurance. You want to know the details of the vehicle. Um, because at the end of the day, for instance, for comprehensive insurance, if something happens, you are going to use the value of the vehicle to determine how much is paid to the person. So basically, all you need to get an auto insurance is to own a vehicle or have a financial interest in a vehicle. And in this instance, the banks can come in handy. Mm -hmm. Sometimes the banks are financed 
an auto acquisition for you, mm-hmm. car acquisition for you. They don't own the car, technically, you mm-hmm. use it. Mm-hmm. But the bank can take insurance in their name. Yeah. It is because the facility they gave you puts their financial interest in the vehicle. Okay, all right. Now, we are saying that it's mandatory, yes. meaning that um, some government entity uh, has put it into law and some other agency is also mandated to check it. Okay, what is the interest of the government in insurance that it has made it mandatory? Okay, so um, through uh, the regulator, who mm-hmm. is the National Insurance Commission, oh, okay, the 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 <coughs> regulator market. So the the because it's law, it's a requirement by law. The police also comes in. So the police has the right to stop you at any point in time and uh, request for you to provide evidence of the insurance you have for your vehicle. By law, it is required that you display your sticker so clearly mm-hmm. so that the police can cite it. Okay. Some do the insurance and then hide the documents in a compartment of mm-hmm. a vehicle. No, you are required to display it okay. and they check it so that they can be sure you have the right cover. Okay, if so let, not, let, let's get it clear. It is not an option to display never, it or not. No, The no. law says it has to be clearly displayed, fixed, yes. displayed somewhere that the police officer can easily yes, see. Can see it. Okay, and what are some of the details on that document that we put on the... Okay, so for the sticker, mm-hmm. it shows the registration number. Of the car. It will show the period of insurance. It will also show the name of the insurance company mm-hmm. from which the insurance was procured. Okay, and these days I see that there are some um, holographic elements embedded into yes into currently on the market uh, through the national insurance commission our regulator the sticker is now electronic okay all right what does so it mean what, what it means is that um the the possibility of it being fake has been removed has oh, been okay. eliminate, uh, eliminated and and the nic came uh, introduced that because they want to cut off all those fraudsters who go out issuing uh, fraudulent documents for 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 cover and then take the money. Mm-hmm. So you can even use a short code to to verify that indeed your cover is genuine. Okay. And the short code is star nine two zero star five seven hash. Can you if you have page? star nine two zero star five seven hash? <laughs> let me let me take it again. Yeah, that's a lot. Star nine two zero star five seven hash. Okay. If you have a vehicle, you've insured it. You can just use this code. Okay. As you as you listen to me right now, you can just do that to verify whether your cover is indeed genuine or not. Okay. Is it only going to tell you if it is genuine, or is it going to give you other? It will info- give you. It will give you feedback other, to say other information car, as well. This, you will put in your car number and then it will give you feedback. The registration number will be there, the period will be there, and then the insurance company will also be there. Nice, it, nice. It, is, it is actually the very detail that we put on the physical sticker okay. that have been put in an electronic form. form. We Ultimately, we are going to face out the physical sticker that we put on the windshield. Okay. I mean, you go to most jurisdictions, people have insurance and they don't display anything. Yeah. But the system is able to detect whether they have a valid insurance yeah. or not. Yeah. That is where, through the digitalization, the industry has also got into. Nice one. However, we can't do it immediately because the road traffic legislation of 2012 
mm-hmm. requires that you display the sticker. The sticker. Okay. So though the display of the sticker is no longer relevant, relevant. we can't sidestep the law. Mm-hmm. But that's a now if you meet a police officer on the road and you have a sticker on your screen, they may not mind you. They okay. will still use the short code to detect. And once the short code doesn't pop up your insurance details, most invariably it means your insurance is not valid. Okay. Often when we talk about auto insurance, you hear people saying, oh, mine is third party, mine is uh, comprehensive. Um, what, 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 what are those things? Good. So the, the, the initially we were asking what is the interest of the state in making insurance compulsory. Yes, yes. The kind of insurance that is compulsory is only the third party insurance. Okay. It is the duty of the government and for that matter the state to ensure the social protection of all people. Mm-hmm. If I buy my car and I want to enjoy it on the road, the, the state has no problem. Mm-hmm. But if through the use of my vehicle, I injure someone who is passing by or damage somebody's property, that should be a matter of concern to the state. Yeah. So the insurance that is compulsory under our laws is the third-party insurance. Okay. So that takes me to the types of insurances or auto insurances we have. Mm-hmm. We have the third-party insurance, mm-hmm. which is the most basic. That's why you are saying, you say the insurance you have is third party. So you yourself, you don't care what happens to your vehicle. Okay. You rather are concerned with getting compensation for other users of the road, who you injure or whose property you damage. Mm-hmm. Apart from that, we have a slightly enhanced version of the third party, which you call third party fire and theft. So that one, in addition to, for, in addition to the insurance company, paying on your behalf, whatever damage you cause to third party property or whatever death or injury you cause to third parties. The insurance company will fix your vehicle for you if it is bent or if it is stolen. So we say it is third party plus fire plus theft. Oh, okay. And then we have the ultimate one, which we believe is proper insurance. I say proper insurance because at that stage, you are protecting your liabilities against third parties and also fully protecting your vehicle, which you love. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you don't love a car, you don't buy it. If you don't need a car, you don't buy it. And mm-hmm. that's why we call comprehensive. So in addition to paying for third-party liabilities, fire and theft, that also pays for damages resulting from collision mm-hmm. or even flood. So the name comprehensive itself tells you that it is the highest version of insurance for autos that you can yes, get. And if I will add to that, mm-hmm. um, we need to, to be clear that the fact that it is comprehensive does not mean that everything is covered. You know, we, you should not be misled by the word comprehensive. There are exclusions under the policy. So anytime you buy the ins- uh, insurance cover, you need to read the policy. There are exclusions. For example, if you drive, if you are not licensed to drive mm-hmm. and there's an accident, we will not pay. If you stop on a real line, we will not pay. If your vehicle is used without your consent, we will not pay. So there are exclusions. Yeah. When you are issued the policy document, you need to read it to be sure of what you have. So okay. that when there's a loss or when there's an accident, there will be no surprises. You don't say, I don't know. Okay. It is all in the policy. Okay. So that was what, that was another question I was going to ask you. Okay. The, you, you refer to them as exclusions. Yes. Yes. So you you, you have to, when the, when the loss occurs, it yes, has to be driven there are by so many of them, of so them. you oh, need okay. to go through so the you policy. Need to go through yes, the policy yes, document. There are a number of them, so you need to Okay, go. listeners, just make sure today you go fetch your policy document and go through all the things that are there so that you'll be abreast with the exclusions because they can nullify your um your auto insurance. Okay. And or, just to yeah. add that um just to make life simpler for ourselves and for our customers, mm-hmm. we don't even use the term exclusion. 
of late. So when you pick your motor insurance document, you are likely to see, we will not pay. I think that is a simpler English. Mm -hmm. So once you see everything written under, we will not pay mm -hmm. or we will pay, mm -hmm. it gives you a fair idea what your policy covers and what it does not cover. Okay, okay, all right. So um, now, if I want to apply for, or I want to acquire um, insurance for a vehicle, is it everybody that qualifies or there are some uh, instances that somebody um, will be disqualified from being able to acquire insurance for um, a vehicle okay so just like we've said from the beginning mm -hmm. you must have the insurable interest okay you must you must own the vehicle or if it's an entity like alex indicated if it's a bank which is financing it mm -hmm. the bank has an interest so the bank can insure it for individuals you you should have attained the age of majority mm -hmm. you should be licensed to drive mm -hmm. and all of that yes okay. those are some of the okay. considerations all right okay so so okay uh, license to drive so in other words if the person does not have a license okay yes. all right good 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 if you if you don't have a license and you are of age mm -hmm. and you own a car you can actually take the insurance mm -hmm. but in at the time of an accident the person handling the car should be licensed okay. that is not even insurance that is a law a law before you put a car on any public road mm -hmm. you should be daily licensed to drive the kind of car your license allows you to drive. That is also very important. Okay. People take license B and they want to move an articulated track. Yeah. Exactly. We've seen people use their car insurance to ride a motor mm -hmm. bike. Mm -hmm. There are different license requirements for different categories of vehicles. Okay. And it is worthy to make that uh, distinction. Comment. Okay. Um, all right. So um, let's just take um, third party, for example. What is covered under third party? Okay. One aspect of third-party cover is that it provides cover when the car knocks down somebody. Mm -hmm. So the bodily injury mm -hmm. that comes about as a result of that, mm -hmm. or if the knocking of the, of the person, knocking down of the person leads to death, mm -hmm. that is also covered. Then when you run into another person's property, so be it another car, somebody's wall, somebody's kiosk by the road, mm -hmm. That property damage aspect is also covered. So okay. for bodily injury or death, and then the property damage. Okay. The bodily injury that is the person has been knocked down. Yes, and but gets injured. Okay. So um, he would go to the hospital. Um, there will be medical bills to be paid. Mm -hmm. the, the, the attending medical officer would have to issue a medical report to say, okay, because of the accident, he has suffered this disfigurement or, mm -hmm. or, or, or something mm -hmm. like that, in, indicating a certain percentage. Oh, okay. And then based on that, um, uh, some compensation will be paid oh, okay. to the person who got injured. Okay. So the driver of the vehicle, which is, has a third party insurance, if he is also injured, he is not going to be getting any compensation or... Um, treatment okay so that is a very good question um the driver and the owner of the vehicle mm -hmm. are not seen as third parties, as third parties okay. yes the owner of the vehicle if you like is a party to the contract mm -hmm. the driver of the vehicle is an employee of the owner so we keep on advising people that if you have a taxi and you employ a taxi driver you are an employer I probably should join the Ghana Employers Association. Exactly. And do what employers <laughs> are supposed do. to do for employees. Yeah. So in the in the thinking of motor insurance, mm -hmm. when there is an accident, that driver is already catered for under a certain employee's insurance. Mm -hmm. So the concern is about people who are not the car owner, 
and they are not the drivers. Now, because complaints kept on coming, sometime in the early 2000s, the insurance industry decided to add some small cover for the drivers and then the owners of the car. Mm -hmm. So if you pick a typical third-party insurance policy document, you are likely to see what we call additional benefits. Oh, okay. The additional benefits were originally not part of the cover. Mm -hmm. But because something happens and they say, oh, they pay the guy who was sitting at the front uh, 2,000 Ghana cities or 20,000 Ghana cities, but the driver, they didn't give him anything. There is a small limited cover up to a maximum of 5,000 Ghana cities as we speak now. So sometimes we don't want to even say they are insured because the maximum they can get, and that is in the event of death or total permanent disability for a driver, a mate, or even the car owner, is only 5,000 cities. Okay. But there are other insurances. We have personal accident insurance. We have life insurance cover, mm -hmm. which you can walk into any insurance company and take up to any limit that you can afford. Okay. Yeah. All right. Good. So um, let's move our attention to the um, comprehensive. Comprehensive. So in a in, in a comprehensive, what are some of the benefits of it? Okay. So comprehensive insurance cover uh, provides cover for accidental damage that's collision or overturning when there's flood when there's a uh, um what you call um breaking in so there's theft yeah okay okay of any part of the car or even the whole car oh, okay these are some of the risks that are covered under comprehensive nice okay all right so if i buy a car let's say a brand new car from um yes from a dealer and i insure it comprehensively and maybe Two months down the line, um, there's a catastrophic failure or let's say a few months after the end, because normally if you buy the car from a dealer, you get some degree of warranty. So yes. after the warranty period, there's a catastrophic failure of, let's say, the engine and I need an engine replacement. Is it going to be covered by comprehensive insurance? Okay, as I explained, mm -hmm. it is for accidental damages. So oh, okay. the car so must be, be a, yeah, an there, there has to be an accident. It is not insurance is not for for the car. It's not for maintenance. Mm -hmm. So if if the car fails by itself, maybe like you're saying, mm -hmm. um, it's a new car. It has to do with some more functioning of the product itself okay. that is not covered under the comprehensive insurance. Okay. Yes. All right. All right. Okay. So the insurance is more concerned about what caused the failure. Mm -hmm. than the failure itself okay so we are looking at if what caused the failure is insured mm -hmm. then so in the example you gave for instance if you were driving on a speed ramp mm -hmm. and you broke your sump mm -hmm. accidentally and that led to the failure of the, the engine, engine then the cause of the engine failure will be on the, the breakage of the sump which was accidental so in that case it will be considered okay okay, okay. but if you wake up one morning nothing has happened you spark, spark and it doesn't work no oh, okay. right. but but um force of nature is also covered right oh yes we yeah. cover force major flood is mm -hmm. is is, yes. is is one of them okay all right yeah. um also for comprehensive let's say um i i i have a car I own it over over seven years. I insured it throughout the period, paid everything on time. Um, are there any other, are there some benefits that I can get just because I've not made any claims over such a long period of time? Okay, typically, <clears throat> if you don't if you don't make a claim, you get what we call the no claim discount. Okay. It means we reward you for, for not making a claim. Maybe okay. you've been so careful. Mm -hmm. So that's the reward you get. Mm -hmm. Okay. For, for not making a claim. Mm -hmm. So your premium will actually be reducing 
as you go along each year along the line. Okay. If if uh, you have a personal car which you use for private, social, domestic purposes, okay, without having an accident, mm. up to the fifth year, you can get a, dis- a discount up to fifty percent oh, of okay. the premium you paid. Uh, from the first year. Okay, so it means that your premium is only going to be reduced after the fifth year. No, so first year you get twenty five percent month on in month. This, in this particular instance, there are different okay. types of discounts for the other classes of the motor, motor business. business. So from the example I cited, where yeah. you have a personal car mm-hmm. used for your personal, uh, domestic, social purposes, mm-hmm. after one year you get a 25% discount. Then it goes to 30, rises through graduated until mm-hmm. it hits 50%. Okay. Uh, growing up, I used to hear that the government vehicles are not insured. Yes, um, they are because um, the Motor Third Party Insurance Act 1958, mm-hmm. which re- makes insurance compulsory. 1958? Yes. It's never been, re- been uh, revised since Well, um, there is a rationale behind it. Okay. You see, initially I said that the, the concern of the government is that at the time you have an accident, mm-hmm. you should be in the financial position to compensate whoever you call the damage to. Okay. Individuals cannot be given that luxury. But you and I know that your government needs money tomorrow. Probably it's just a matter of passing another tax law. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. The, the, it is assumed that the government can always raise money to do what they do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It doesn't mean that when the government vehicle causes damage, they are not liable. Okay. So police vehicles cause damage, the police pays compensation to them. Mm-hmm. And let me make this clarification. The section of the law that exempts government vehicles from insurance goes on to say that they are exempted when the vehicle is being used for official purposes. Mm -hmm. So, for instance, if I'm a state employee Mm -hmm. and I'm using a government vehicle for my own purposes, I don't come under that exemption. Oh, okay. So, so that clarity must be there. Maybe as we go forward, the the country can take a second look at that law because in some countries where insurance is compulsory, it's compulsory both for private citizens and and then state institutions. Okay. All right. Okay. So talking about insurance acquisition, um, a company like City, um, can we have? Is there a policy that we can take that will cover all our vehicles, for example? Yes. Yeah, so depending on the usage of the vehicle, mm-hmm. it will it will be captured under a different class. But generally, if you are using your saloon cars, your four by four for your operations, mm-hmm. they can all be insured under one policy. And indeed, uh, by having a lot of cars, you enjoy what we call the fleet discount, okay. which is allowed by the regulator. If you have more than 20 vehicles, you enjoy a maximum of 15% discount okay. for having that pool of vehicles. All right. Okay. Total Petroleum is continuously innovating and delivering better energy solutions that bring value to its cherished customers. Introducing a new addition to the Total Quartz range, the Quartz 9000 Future GF50W20, a fully synthetic fuel economy engine oil specially formulated with age-resistant technology for the latest generation engines that require 0W20 or a viscosity grade in its class. The Quartz 9000 Future GF50W20 reduces your fuel consumption, increases your oil change interval, ensures excellent engine protection and cleanliness, protects emission control systems and reduces the release of harmful emissions into the environment. Total Quartz 9000 Future 0W20 delivers beyond performance. Total Quartz Engine Oil keep your engine younger 
for longer. Um, our WhatsApp line is still open. Please do send in your questions. We have these great gentlemen and lady here to answer your questions. 054-998-6996. 054-998-6996. Okay. All right. Let's move on. All right. We have um, a, a question here on, um, on WhatsApp. Um, says, what are the implications of this feedback? So it looks like this gentleman is trying to um, use the code that you gave to check. Yes, and it has this, I think it's an error message. It says, vehicle insurance information not found in the MID. Re-enter vehicle registration to retry, cancel to exit. Yeah. Okay, so what this means is that the vehicle cannot be found on the MID, the motor insurance database. Oh, okay. It means that vehicle has not been issued an electronic sticker. Oh, okay. Yes. So probably what he has is the older one. He okay. needs, though, even even for the older one, uh, um, there's there, that room that was uh, given us uh, as insurance companies to mm -hmm. upload our historical data. Mm -hmm. So if he's getting this feedback, I would advise that he consults his insurance company. All right. So um, what is wrong. Yes, you didn't give us your name, but uh, if you have this message, there is something seriously wrong. You have to consult your insurance um, company. Okay. All right. Let's talk about insurance um, policy durations. Right. Yeah. But normally they have a duration. Yes. Okay. Yes. What, what, what is the usual? What is the norm? Okay. Typically for motor insurance, the maximum period uh, at any one time is 12 months. Okay. But you can do it also on short period basis. Mm -hmm. uh, the, the only thing is that when you are doing short periods, um, we, we charge the premium based on what we call the short rate table, which okay. is uh, administered by the regulator. So what it means is that if you don't have, if your premium is 1,000 CDs and you don't have all the 1,000 CDs to pay upfront, mm -hmm. you can do uh, the insurance on piecemeal base. So you can say, okay, uh, can you give me cover for two months, for mm -hmm. three months, for four months, for five months, oh, and okay. then that can be done for you. Okay. Yeah. But right. when you do it in piecemeal and you put them together, you end up paying more than if you had paid upfront for the for okay. the year. Because remember, if you come every month and we issue you documents, the administrative cost is almost the same. Okay. So the National Insurance Commission actually gives all insurance companies a guide as to how much you pay if mm -hmm. you want one month. For instance, if you want one month insurance, you pay 20% of the annual premium. Okay. Which means if you took one month for 12 times, mm -hmm. you'll be doing 240% of how much the person who paid upfront for a year so unless it is very necessary, necessary. to do short period, mm -hmm. we don't advise it's not, it's it. And insurance idea. for third party, I think the premium for third party now is around 327 mm -hmm. Ghana cities for the standard one. Mm -hmm. So it's not something that most people would even want to break down. Okay. But the, the, the cost of co uh, comprehensive is usually a percentage of the cost or the value that you put on the car, right? Yes. It, is. Um, it is. So what is the normal um, percentage? And, um, like we explained, there are different, because of the usage of the vehicles, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. if you are using it for personal <coughs> or domestic purposes, mm -hmm. the rate is different. It's 5%. Okay. If you are using it as uh, commercial. Uh, for commercial, as in... Uh, uh, saloon cars, 4 by 4 for your operations, company operations, the rate is 6%. Okay. If you are using it for hiring, the rate is 7%. Right. Oh, okay. So, and there are different, other, there are other different classes for buses and so on and so forth. All right. Interesting. All right. Um, I'm Pofua in Adenta says, good afternoon team. Please ask your guests if it's possible they should think of payback system 
for all car comprehensive contributors who do not make claims over a certain period of time. I think it would serve as a motivation for us. It is very painful to pay all those monies and possibly never claiming it over a long period of time. <laughs> all right. So at Enterprise, we have what we call the profit sharing option, okay, okay which gives you a cashback mm -hmm. if you don't make a claim. Oh, okay. So both for the third party and for the comprehensive, mm -hmm. you can actually get something back mm -hmm. if you don't make a claim after oh, okay. three years. Okay. So when you are buying the policy, you need to indicate or the person selling the policy may offer you that option. Once you buy that, uh, you get some cash back oh, after okay. three years if you don't make a claim. Okay. Do people make claim that uh, come for the cash back? Well, sometimes it looks as people don't really read the details. So, oh, so, <laughs> once, so once once you buy it, mm -hmm. we will prompt you at okay. the point of renewing after the third year okay. that you are entitled to this amount of money. That's nice. Yes, and then okay. it is processed for you. Let's talk about renewal. Yeah. Um. So what what should it be? Should we wait till it expires before we renew? Is there a grace period between the last date and when you need to um, renew it? Um, what is what should what is the norm? Not not at all. Mm -hmm. So um, most insurance companies are even proactive. They don't want you to be harassed on the road or forget about your renewal. So. At Hollard, for instance, two months before your policy is due for renewal, we will alert you. Oh, okay. In fact, we will keep on alerting you until the day you come to renew. Or for some reason, you say the renewal should be held, or maybe you bought a new car, and so the other one. And renewal is based on your previous history. Okay. So how much the insurance company will charge me this year depends on what happened last year. Mm -hmm. If I made a claim, maybe my no-claim discount may reduce. If I didn't make a claim maybe my premium will go down just as we have scheduled it. So we advise advanced renewal, but it shouldn't be too advanced. For instance, if you renew your vehicle three months ahead of time, the insurance company is charging you the new premium based on your 12 months period, mm -hmm. but you've already spent only nine months out of that. Mm. So if within that three months anything happens, the insurance company may call on you to change the premium that they gave you. Yeah. But by practice, within a month to the day the policy is expired, within we a renew month, most insurance. Okay. Yeah. So if somebody um, per chance forgets, um, let's say a day after the insurance expires, something happens, is the person going to be catered for? Unfortunately, Unfortunately, no. no. <laughs> okay. If you are not on cover, you are not on cover. All right. So, so we put in place systems to make sure yeah. that doesn't yeah. happen. And yes. for you as the person who owns the car, who has the car or using the car, mm -hmm. you need to pay particular attention to that. Okay. Right. All right. So Augustine from Gulf City says the code works. So he tried it out and it worked for, for him. Uh, yeah. Okay, so it's duplicated registration, select insurance company, enterprise insurance company limited, serene insurance company limited. What does that mean? That's a message the person got when you try the code. Okay, so the system is configured to use the vehicle number to determine where your insurance sits. Okay. So any feedback that gives you two insurance companies means that the same vehicle is insured twice. Oh, okay. Um. It is possible that maybe someone owned the car and sold it to another person. Mm -hmm. And the previous owner hasn't cancelled his insurance. insurance. And the new owner has also insured it to another company. Oh, okay. We have a few instances where even the same vehicle number has been assigned to 
two different people from the DVLA. Oh, okay. So it's quite, uh, um, I think you should pay attention to it. You mm-hmm. don't know where someone will use your number plate to commit oh, okay. something and then the police comes after All you. All right. So, um, yeah. So, Augustine, you, you, you have to go and make sure that... If you contact, if you contact the DVLA, he can go and verify that also from the DVLA to be sure that his an, another person or another car hasn't got his number. Okay, okay, all right. So another another question from WhatsApp says, um, "Good afternoon. I have an issue with one of the insurance companies. I knocked down someone last year, and I duly notified my insurance company. For four to five months, I was able to get all the necessary information they asked me." me too that is police report extra from the police the medical form from the police form the police signed by the medical doctor later they told me to bring comprehensive report from the police and the hospital please can you explain that to me my car is an uber so uh it's commercial comprehensive um that's from pk yes can you help me it's, it's sad to know that from PK, but um, there is no report called comprehensive police report. Mm-hmm. The police, initially when you have an accident, will give you what they call extract. Mm-hmm. And then later on, when they are done with their investigation, will give you a police report mm-hmm. or a final police report. Okay. So I think we need to get a better understanding. I would advise him to go back to the insurance company, probably find a senior person to speak to. If none of them works... Mike initially mentioned that we are regulated by the National Insurance Commission mm-hmm. and they have a complaints bureau. If you are not getting enough response from the insurance company, I think you can speak to that sector as well. Okay. So if I have, um, let's say I have car A and I had comprehensive on it, I've had comprehensive on it for years and I get a new car, car B, can I transfer the insurance, I, the, prim- the comprehensive insurance I have on car A to car B. Okay, so let me take it this way. Mm-hmm. If if you have an old car mm-hmm. and you bought a new one, mm-hmm. if you are selling off the old one, mm-hmm. then you can uh, bring in, if you are selling off the old one, you can bring in the new as substitution. Okay. Okay, so once you are doing the substitution, let me say the discount that you had on the old car can be transferred to this new car. Exactly. Okay, except that that old car's uh, insurance policy must be running at the time you are doing the substitution. Yeah. All right. Okay. All right. Okay. So, um, okay. So you answered that question because I wanted to know the duration. So let us say um, I'm going to test a car, for example. Yes. Okay. Can I acquire insurance for it? Let's say um, a dealer is giving me a car to test for a certain purpose for, let's say, 24 hours. Can I acquire insurance for it for that 24 hours? Yes, you can. Mm. But most dealers would already have taken insurance in place. Okay. But if you confirm under the arrangement mm. that you have with the dealer, if there is no insurance, and you are responsible for any damage that happens to the vehicle, then it means you have a financial interest in that vehicle during the test, and okay. that you can take up insurance. You can take insurance even for one hour. Okay. For a day. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, so in the insurance fraternity, do you have um, a sort of rating system that somebody can use to decide, okay, um, I, I want to insure with this company or with that company? Yeah. So uh, all over the world, there are rating companies. Mm-hmm. So they come 
uh, around and then pick information from the entity, the insurance organization, okay. and then they'll do the rating for okay. you. So there is a private company that does it? Yes. A private body? Yeah, rating companies okay. who do the rating. Right. So how, how do we assess that as a private man? How do I assess that? To no, so if you want to check uh, an insurance company's rating, mm -hmm. you can go onto their website. I'm sure over there you see everything about the insurance company and you will know normally when insurance companies are rated, Mm -hmm. They feel good about it, okay. so they want to share that information. So when you go to their websites, you can see the ratings uh, for their companies. Okay. Um, earlier on, I asked a question about um, if somebody can be disqualified from um, acquiring insurance. And the idea for that question is, um, I know that in some jurisdictions, they have um, you, you, when you have a certain number of points against your license, for example, um, probably your... Um, premium or whatever we have the same here yes we do so said so that somebody has so okay so you have a system to check if the person's license and the person's driving record is standing in yes can you talk about it yes we do so um there, there are actually people who are looking for insurance from particular companies and they are not willing to issue it for them okay because of their past history oh, okay Good. so yes we we don't have interconnected systems where mm -hmm. people are getting let's say these um, mm -hmm. lock systems on their on their licenses mm -hmm. but it happens for instance if um the motor insurance third party motor insurance act mm -hmm. it states that if anyone drives without insurance and the person is convicted of the crime the person should lose his license for a minimum of one year mm -hmm. during this one year no insurance company will sell insurance to you so yes, it happens. Or maybe if the person is known for fraud, I mean, about 10 years ago, someone had to shoot himself because he was involved in an insurance fraud. One that is known to the market, you cannot secure insurance okay. from All anyone. Right. If I park my car for a period and I resume using it, do I have to pay for the period that it was parked? All right. So when, when you park your vehicle mm -hmm. and you don't inform your insurance company that uh, suspend the cover mm -hmm. it means automatically the cover will be running mm -hmm. you can only uh, if you want the cover if you don't want to pay for the period that the car is parked somebody mm -hmm. says i'm i'm traveling abroad so my car will be parked in my garage for the next six months if you don't inform your insurance company the cover will keep on running but what you have to do is to inform your insurance company that i'm traveling my car, I will not use my car mm -hmm. for this period, therefore suspend the cover and okay. the cover will be suspended. When you come back and you want to continue uh, with the insurance cover, you can you can continue to do that. Okay. But typically, if it is a, a comprehensive cover, for example, mm -hmm. I would not advise that you stop the cover because the, the, the fact that you are not moving the car does not mean that anything cannot happen to the car. car. Thieves can break in, they can uh, take the car away mm -hmm. or they can even take uh, parts of the car away, or there can be a fire incident in your home and the car can get bent. So it is not just that simple to say because I'm not driving it, mm -hmm. I want to stop the car. Okay. What happens when I change my car after 35 without claiming the accident? Okay, we addressed that one already. Um, hello, I woke up just yesterday to find out that the car lights have been stolen. Do I qualify for any insurance? Yes, if it is comprehensive insurance cover. Okay, insurance. all right. Um, please, can you the code? You want the code again? Yolanda? The code is star nine two zero star five seven hash. I'll take it again. Star nine two zero star five seven 
hash. Okay. And it's available on all networks at no charge. Okay, so it's free of charge on all networks. Is, is it true that government has changed the formula for calculation of premiums? Because my premium was very high. That's what I paid last year. This from Kojo. Than what I paid last year. <laughs> yeah, than what I paid last year. I, yeah, there has been some changes in insurance premiums. Okay. It's, it's not government, it's the players, mm -hmm. the insurance industry. However, if he paid a certain amount last year, we don't expect it to change. Oh, okay. So the new prices actually affect new insurance acquisitions. Acquisition. We've agreed that for a one-year period, people will keep on paying how much they paid in the previous year. Okay, so it means that he has to go and talk to his insurance company. Yes, unless he made a claim. Sometimes your premium okay. goes up not because we have changed prices. He mentioned he, didn't, he hasn't made any claim. No, then. He has to go and see case. He has Okay, to what happens if my vehicle... Send the garage and there's a flood and that's if he, he goes to a workshop and there is a flood or fire outbreak this is a question that keeps on coming mm -hmm. anytime you send your car to your garage especially if you chose the garage yourself mm -hmm. what you are doing with the garage is to sign a contract with them mm -hmm. to take your vehicle to fix it mm -hmm. it is their duty to make sure that your property is protected mm -hmm. so at that point in time this new contract that you signed with the garage mm -hmm. comes to suspend, if you like, the existing contract that you have with the insurance company. Okay. So once you can hold the garage liable for what damage was caused to your vehicle, it is their duty to make payments. Okay. And they also have insurances in place anyway to cover these events. Okay. So um, Easy from Achimota says, Hi, Eddie, please. I have a comprehensive insurance for my car. I had a crack in my windscreen caused by a truck filled with stones. Initially, I didn't mind, but the police arrested me on different occasions for the crack in my windscreen. I went to my insurance to get it fixed, but I was told it's insignificant. What should I do? No, no, no. This, this, this shouldn't happen. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's nothing like insignificant. insignificant. Once the windscreen is cracked, it's it is cracked right. and it has to be fixed. So he should go back to the insurance company, like Alex advised, uh, ask to see a senior person mm -hmm. or if it becomes very difficult or problematic for him, he can to go to the National Insurance Commission okay, National yeah, for, Insurance the, Commission. for redress. Oh, okay. So, okay. So talk about that. If we have um, issues. So if you have issues, if you have difficulties mm -hmm. where the insurance company is refusing to pay your claim, mm -hmm they would normally explain to you why they won't pay. Mm -hmm. In this particular case, I'm finding it difficult to understand what they mean by insignificant. Yeah, okay. All right? So that's what I'm saying. He should seek to talk to a senior person. If, if it is still becoming a problem, they can go to, he can go to the National Insurance Commission. All right, we've run out of time. Yeah. Um, so, um, yes, um, Michael, so um, tell us about um, what you have quickly. You have one minute. All right, so I advise everybody, make sure that you ensure your vehicle go by the law don't fail to renew your policy on time so that you don't have any surprise or you don't say oh i forgot to renew there's a claim or there's an accident and the insurance company cannot pay please be mindful of the fact that your policy has to be renewed on time to okay. avoid any any embarrassment how do we reach um enterprise insurance enterprise insurance you can reach us on facebook on whatsapp uh, uh, on various telephone lines uh, uh, on the internet. Okay. Please just Google Enterprise Insurance and you'll see everything about us there. Okay, Avril, it's your turn now. <laughs> Holad, how do we get in contact with you? Okay, so Holad is available on all social media platforms from Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. All right. Okay, um, gentlemen and lady, thanks so much. Um, you've educated us on uh, auto insurance. And once again, Another time we'll call on you. Thank you so much. Listeners, we've come to the end of today's show. 
I just want to say thank you and bye for now from me, Eddie Poku, and the team, um, Daniels and Jeffrey. Bye-bye. Just